This is Lisa Henderson, your host for Daring Parenting, and this is one of our COVID-19 specials. But you know, actually, I think this information could be used at any time. I'd like to introduce you to Cheryl Denham. She's a dear friend of mine, and she owned a dog training company for some years, and that's how we became friends. She helped train several of our dogs, and Cheryl was with me on the long flight from South Africa back to Atlanta with my one-year-old miniature bull terrier, who's a handful. So Cheryl is a dear friend in more, more ways than one. So when I started thinking about our dogs and how happy they are, we've all been home with them, but some of us are coming easing out of lockdown restrictions and things are going to change. So I wonder what's a good way for us to prepare for those changes to come where we'll be leaving the home more often. Well, hi, Lisa. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You're right. Our, our dogs have gotten used to us being here. And of course, they love it. Uh, the cats, not so much. They're more independent. But our dogs are pack animals. And they are loving uh, having us home and getting more exercise and getting more attention. The best thing we can do for them is to start on what that new schedule will look like when we do go back to school or do go back to work or get out of the house more often, is to start separating ourselves from them now. Uh, it's what we teach a lot of our clients when uh, their animals have separation anxiety. It's when our dogs aren't clear about us leaving them behind and that it isn't going to disrupt their pack. So even though we're not going to work or school, we should act as if we are leaving. One of the ideas is to go ahead and go for a long walk or get in the car. Our dogs know when we've picked up our purse and our keys and put our shoes on, and they know exactly what that means. They know what we're wearing and what that indicates. So for now, even though we're not going anywhere, we need to pretend we are and go through the whole scenario. Grab your purse and your keys, or for men, your wallet and your going out shoes, and go ahead and, and leave. If your dog is crated, they go back in their crate as if you were leaving, and you are leaving. Sometimes you need to get in the car go as well because they know when you've just left for a walk, they know when you left in the car. So they're, they're smarter than we may give them credit for. They're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. They know every move we make. They know what we're wearing. They know if you've put on your tennis shoes to go for a long walk or if you've got your heels on or your dress shoes on for work. They know exactly what our routine is. They know when we pick up our keys or wallets or purses, and they, they adjust accordingly. Well, and here's what I've been doing, which is the exact opposite. I felt bad for my dog because she hasn't been going on rides. So I've been taking her in the car with me. So I guess that needs to stop as well. I would do both. They, they certainly love their rides in the car. But yes, she needs to understand that she's going to be by herself. She's going to be back in her crate. And she needs to start getting used to that time on her own again. And you want to start that slowly. You want to do it for maybe five or 10 minutes. You leave as if it's no big deal. You leave for a couple of minutes and you come back and it's still no big deal. No rambunctious, hi, how you doing? Glad to be home. Everything needs to be pretty mundane. And then you up that time, you know, for 10 minutes and then do it for 10 minutes again later in the day. And after a day or so, you can up it to 15 minutes each time. We don't wanna just disappear on them for hours at a time when they're not used to it. So 
So Cheryl, can you speak to a, a little bit about this not making a big deal of our coming or going? Because when you talk about it, it's almost like you would treat a cat, like you wouldn't come home and go, hey, kitty, 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 because they just want, they fly off somewhere. So what should this look like with good dog training? That's a great question. We love to come home to our pets uh, and, and our dogs love to see us come in. When we come in, our dog is looking to make sure that we're still in charge and that we're still good in our leadership skills. And those skills are to kind of ignore them when we come in, not to make it that big of a deal. And they can, they have their little ceremony of jumping up and down and being excited. If you let them go through that without too much acknowledgement, they settle down more quickly and they recognize that you're home and it's no big deal. And it's the same when we leave. When we leave, they can certainly get a treat if that's what they're used to. But when we leave, just go ahead and go. The more high-pitched ruckus we make, the, the more it, it, it sends up the adrenaline and they get nervous that we're actually leaving. So if we leave as if it's no big deal, the dogs typically will think, oh, no big deal. So that's, that's a leadership quality in humans where it's a little different than what we would do if we were leaving behind human children. The dogs need to see that you're, you're safe and sound and you're, you're able to leave the house on your own. Well, and this is one of the things I loved about your training is sort of the core of it is leadership and how important it is that the dog knows that the human is in charge, not the dog. That's true. Dogs live in, in hierarchies with leaders, and it's clear to them that they need a good leader. That doesn't mean dominate or abuse. It just means lead well. Instead of going gaga over them in those two situations of coming home or leaving, they need to know that you're strong enough to go outside the den without them. That's a little different than the way we would treat each other as humans, but we're thinking like dogs. We're looking at it from their point of view. So, Cheryl, can you just go over some of the signs of separation anxiety? Let's say we don't, we maybe don't ease back into this. We, we busted up too quickly and we are gone for more than, you know, several hours at a time. What things should we look for that the dog is in some sort of emotional distress? It can range from the very slight of some barking as you leave, some scratching on the door or their crate all the way up to defecating and pottying wherever they may be, depending on their stress level. When we go out a door, the dog assumes that that's the best way to find you. So if you go out the garage door, there's going to be scratching at that door. They're going to be waiting at that door because in their minds, that's where you are. So if your dog is doing some barking as you leave, you want to you wanna kind of correct that a little bit. And again, go out the door without any fuss. And when I say correct it, it's kind of giving them a, a, a sharp no about the barking. And then when you come back in, same thing. They'll start to understand that you're coming and going and it's no big deal and that you're always returning. So one of the things that I was told about a dog that had terrible separation anxiety, the dog had been used to a lot of noise and also not used to being crated. So one of the changes that they made to make the dog more comfortable was to leave a news talk radio show going or leave the TV on and not create this particular dog because it had been with a homeless person. So it was used to roaming free. So it stayed in the house uncrated, uh, but with TV sound on. 
Is that something you've seen to be helpful? Uh, noise is helpful for a couple of different reasons. It drowns out other sounds that they would listen in on and panic over. But we also don't want a lot of chatter on a, say, a news program or raised voices. They are going to react to a raised voice on TV just as they would, they would react if we were to raise our voices at them or if someone in the house were having a, a high anxiety conversation. There are a couple of things that can be some very calming music, uh, whether it's just some jazz or there are dog channels, oddly enough, on some of the, the Comcast has a, a dog channel. Wow. There's also something called through a dog's ear. It, it was made specifically for this type of a situation. And I, I think you can get online and, and look at that and you can get it in CD or a download where they've chosen the proper tones and the proper music for dogs in that situation. So it is, it is soothing on the sense that they hear something and it's soothing in the sense that they're not hearing the bumps and bangs from outside. Well, it's amazing all of the things they've got just for our animals. Uh, thank you for listening to Daring Parenting with our guest, Cheryl Denham, who's been explaining to us some of the better ways to go back uh, after lockdown on COVID-19 into a schedule with our pets who have been used to having us alone at home for quite a while. In segment two, we'll be talking to Cheryl about schedules, the importance of putting those in place before we actually go back into the workplace or school arena, and also a tip for how to get your dog exercised as if it had a one-hour walk in just 15 minutes. Thanks for listening to Daring Parenting. If you want more information, you can go to daringparenting.com. Hope you'll join us for segment two with Cheryl Denham about COVID re-entry with our dogs.